everybody, welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Alcala. It's uh, been a while, first of all. It's been quite a while. <laughs> Hopefully you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving. I released the episode on Thanksgiving, totally as a treat to you guys for the holiday, not because I was late on putting it on our normal release date. It's totally not what it was. There's going to be a change next year. <laughs> With next year's <laughs> scheduling, I'm going to probably make some changes. We'll talk about that later, but because um, I haven't even figured out what I'm going to do yet. We only have two more movies left this year. Uh, this is one of them, and then we have one next Friday, and then that's it. Then Gabe's going to go fuck off and never come back. <sighs> we can only hope. Who will you get to do the podcast with you? Um, Nobody. I'll do it on my own. I was hoping you'd say Man-Thing. Because today we're talking about Man-Thing, which is probably the most underseen movie we've talked about since we talked about Nick Fury. And also probably the weirdest one we've seen well if you compare it to all the other one, or okay it's not the weirdest it's the most different it is and i think that's if you wonderful. compare it to all of the other movies and all of the ones that we haven't watched yet this is the most different i think this is the one marvel horror movie until the doctor strange one yeah which we don't even know how far that's gonna go like they say it's gonna be pretty intense but we don't know that for a fact yet also before we talk about Man Thing, I was on an episode of Podcasters Assemble. Last week, we did the Force Awakens episode. This week, I will probably be on the Last Jedi episode. And check that out, because that comes out the same day that this show comes out on Friday. So What a sellout. Listen to that. I know, but they're so nice. <laughs> so if, you, if you're a Star Wars fan, which I would imagine most people listening to this probably are. I mean, if you're not a huge nerd... Then what are you doing here? <laughs> I know, right? What the fuck? Especially watching this episode specifically. Yeah, I hope that this is a lot of people's first episode. Like, this like sees a huge spike in listens. That would be great. <laughs> I love when the weird ones get the most listens because like, cause there's not that much content out about those movies. So if people want to learn about those movies, sometimes <laughs> do, they come to us. Do they actually get like a lot of attention? Sometimes. Our, some of our Hulk TV movies have like 500 views on YouTube. Oh, and that's then, weird. And a bunch of listens too. So it's like, I, I like seeing that because I think on one episode we found out that I am two of the top results for Captain America Death Tuesday. Yeah, so. we, we did figure that out. That's and I'm nice. sure we're the I'm only result for this movie. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Although, you know what's weird? Like, you know movie clips, like Fandango movie clips yeah. or whatever? It's like five clips from the movie. Usually they only do real movies, but Man-Thing has movie clips. That's always been an interesting thing to me. It's like, that's so weird. Yeah, we couldn't find this movie. <laughs> no, actually, well, it's on Amazon Video. Yeah. You can rent it for like three bucks. It's just not available on DVD in a lot of places. I For a while, I was going to buy it on eBay, but... You came over the, today. The best place. <laughs> the best place to watch movies. Yeah, well, we just... Or to buy movies. We just, we just watched this, like, ten minutes ago, probably, we got out of it or whatever, so... We we came here right after watching much it. Much like the Nick Fury episode, we watched this together, and now we're here, like, fresh out of it. It's way later than we usually record. We're both very tired for no reason. <laughs> bit, yeah, but... What yeah. a good Christmas movie this is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was really nice because my family did hollow it... Sorry. <laughs> God damn it, I'm not even gonna do it. Um my family did a holiday decoration, so it was like watching this under Christmas lights, it was really magical because people are just getting ripped in half and killed in terrible ways, and that's kinda what I want on Christmas. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, I love it. It's it's all it's the only thing you can ask for. Garbage day. God, that's gonna be so good to watch we're watch we're spending uh the entire night after this just watching really terrible Christmas movies. I have my Silent Night Deadly Night sweater from Cavity Colors. Post a picture of the sweater on the Instagram. It's such a cool sweater. I love it. It's really great. 
But what else I really enjoyed tonight, other than the sick sweater, is Man Thing. I liked it a lot more than I thought. Yeah, I there's like the reviews for this movie aren't great. No. Uh, it has a seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. and like a. It was like a 4.1? I think 4.0 on IMDb. Yeah. So they're not great, but I think this movie is actually pretty underrated. I think it was pretty good. I think so, too. And there's not a lot of Man-Thing in a Man-Thing movie, and usually I hate that. But what isn't Man-Thing is pretty interesting. I think the Man-Thing stuff is less interesting than the rest of the movie, but it's it's still not bad. They, they spend the entire movie building up to it um you don't see man thing literally at all until around 20 minutes until the movie's over i think it works with like how the movie it's trying to be a horror movie so i think keeping the man thing like not revealing him super early on works because the worst thing in like a monster movie is when you reveal the monster too early because then it just kind of ruins it yeah, and usually some of those things would be red flags, like, oh, it's a Man-Thing movie, and you don't see Man-Thing that much in the actual movie. But there's some pretty good character stuff in here, and great atmosphere, and I care about the main plot that's going on, because the main plot is more about, like, fracking a swamp than it is about Man-Thing, and that sounds so boring, but it's pretty well handled, I think. I mean, from <laughs> from how the movie is, uh, I assume this takes place somewhere in like Alabama or something. Yeah. There's a lot of racism and a lot of like accents in this movie. But it's all filmed in Australia, probably with a lot of Australian actors, because those accents definitely seep through sometimes. Yeah. No offense, but well, I just expected someone more, more experienced. Australians trying to do American Southern accents is not a great thing. I mean, I think most of the people in this movie did did it. Passably. It, yeah. w- it wasn't terrible. And we actually have a comment from Brian John who says that it stars Hellcat from Jessica Jones. I can't remember the name of that actress, but it is the same actress. She plays Patsy Walker on that show. So that's kind of fun. You know, just a little Marvel alumni thing. I enjoy that a lot. Despite the fact that I'm sure she probably doesn't even remember being in this movie. She, pr- she could not tell you what this was called, and she definitely couldn't tell you that it's a Marvel movie. I mean, if I didn't know this was a Marvel movie, I wouldn't have guessed it was. No. This is a the, really gruesome movie. Except for the Marvel logo at the start. Other than that, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, big indicator. But there are a, a, a lot of very bloody deaths in this movie. It literally <laughs> starts with one in the first five minutes. And gory autopsies. like Yeah, like the lower half of someone's body being missing and like their body being filled with holes Losing that like arms and... with like worms coming out of them yeah and things coming out the mouth splitting people's tongues yeah lots and... lots of trees growing out of people's mouths uh but it all looks really good surprisingly it's very grisly which i really like i would call it more grisly than gory honestly cuz there's gore but there's a lot of like like, it's a grimy movie, almost. It's kind of like Seven, or like... Like, it's not obviously David Fincher levels. It just kind of feels like that kind of movie, like a crime drama. But there's also a killer monster running around, so it's also a horror movie. And I really enjoy that, because there's not really any superhero elements to this entire film. No, not at all. The horror elements, I think, are pretty strong. There's some good moments of building tension and suspense. There's, like I said, lots of good atmosphere. There's a lot of... There's a really good use of color in this movie, like greens and oranges that kind of differentiate the two environments. Yeah, I there's really a lot like of all that. There's a lot of like yellow and orange in the more like the town 
And then in all of, like the swamp areas, the lighting is a lot more like green and like just like darker colors. And I think it really works. Yeah, it feels kind of like a like a horror comic. Maybe not EC comics, but like a man thing comic almost actually. <laughs> Which I am I'm not super well associated with this character at all. I read the R.L. Stein run, not all the way through, but I read most of that recently. Which is pretty good. something I still find hilarious every time I hear it. R.L. Stein wrote, <laughs> wrote Man Thing comics. He did, and they're pretty fun. They're fun. It's about Man Thing, and he goes to Hollywood, and he's like in a Man Thing movie, and he's having like lots of self doubts about being an actor because everyone thinks he's gross, and they f- fire him, and he's on like basically Man Thing being blacklisted in Hollywood, and. It's by the writer of all the Goosebumps books. Like, it's kind of amazing that we have that. Because comics. <laughs> yeah. This was released on April 30th of 2005 with a budget of $30 million and a box office of oh, this is sad. This $1 million, is really sad. or $1.1 million. I think the low box office is because this went straight to DVD, so I don't really know how you calculate that kind of... Yeah, so assuming that this never went to theaters... It made $1 million in DVD sales, but not in the United States. <laughs> no, probably Because there was no DVD here. Exactly. Well, I mean, there is. It's just one of those hard-to-find things now. Like, they exist. You can get them on eBay for, like, 12 bucks or whatever, but it's not being sold on Amazon or anything. Because no one knows what this movie is. <laughs> yeah, and the people who do... A lot of people who know what this is probably haven't seen it, and let alone, like, own it. So it's hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> but... I think there's plenty of people out there who are really into comics and they're like, yeah, there's a Man-Thing movie. I don't know anything about it, but I know that there is one. I think there's definitely people that should see this movie. And I th- you know what? More than <laughs> anything, I think there's people who know that this movie exists, but they have no idea it's a Marvel movie. I think there's lots of people who are probably like, oh yeah, Man-Thing, I saw that like at a friend's house 10 years ago halfway through it starting yeah this this definitely feels like a movie that like you wouldn't even know the name of you just recognize exactly. it like just from like a scene a cop comes into town he's investigating twin peaks and he's like oh what's going on here i don't know but there's a monster there's all these mysterious killings I'm going to have to figure this out and save this town kind of thing. Except everyone in the town is really racist. And maybe now we should talk about the less than favorable depiction of Native Americans in this film. Yeah, so a a really big part of this movie is Native Americans because the the swamp that's getting fracked or whatever uh, is sacred ground for some reason. I don't think they ever explained that. They I just, think it just, just kind of was. Be. Uh, because of course it is. There's a lot of Native Americans in this movie, and they. It's... I feel like there's one Native American in the whole movie. Uh, well, there's just lots of talk about them and about their like forced spirituality, kind of. Because y- yeah, a, a big trope you see this a lot with like I think like old black women is also like a target demographic where it's like for some reason there's this weird cultural thing and they're put in movies as like an unexplained mystical force. Like there's a scene in this where the Native American guy's talking and all the lights go out in a room for no reason, then they come back on. Like He's drawing something in a bunch of sugar. Like Yeah. Three or four scenes of the exact same character just like mumbling to himself in front of a bunch of candles with like a dream catcher above him. It's, it's not, kind of offensive. It's pretty offensive. It's not great. It's definitely 
the worst element of this movie, I think, is just... I, I it's, think... It's a really, like, immature view of a whole group of people. You can't define Yeah, that. it's definitely not a great part of this movie. And, again, there's a lot of racism in the movie. There uh, is, but the <laughs> racism isn't by the writer and director. The racism is... Yeah, like no, it's people like... People in-universe saying terrible things and then characters being like, what the fuck, why would you say that? That's terrible. Yeah, like, that. they're not saying it's a good thing there's just like there i mean like i said earlier it's probably takes place in like alabama or something and everyone knows how the south is yeah it's accurate it's just it's not accurate in the depiction of native americans i think that's really like ignorant. that definitely could have used some work there's so much misunderstanding of that i think that shines through in this movie. It's like, oh, you, oh, you guys don't get it. You don't understand because little boys on the playground in the fifties played cowboys and Indians, and that's kind of what the depiction is. And it's it wasn't really... even necessary because no. man thing isn't like a Native American thing. No, but if you want to have that, if you want to have some sort of environmental message and the spiritual message, you need to pay it off in a way where the people who are like, guided by spirituality. You gotta do it respectfully. <laughs> yeah, they don't make them look foolish for believing what they believe and all that. Like, they're people. They're not, yeah. they're not weird warlocks who live in the woods and talk about mythical beings or whatever. Like, it's not Yeah, that. that's it's not... weird. That's not... No one person is like that unless they're completely insane. Yeah, that's like, not just how a group that's of just, That's not how people are. are. People don't act like that. Yeah. Again, the only way to describe it really is ignorant, and it sucks that that has to be in this movie because a lot of this movie I really enjoy, but then that is not good, obviously. <laughs> Another thing that I don't like because I do want to get some of the negatives out of the way is there is an overabundance of really bad quick-cutting, especially, like, point-of-view vision of Man-Thing. That's awful. Yeah, it's, None of it works ever. It's really weird... And there's like a weird, there's like a brown filter over it. It's something that just, we talk it looks about really a lot. gross. We dealt with that a lot recently. Lots of these movies, they have weird, fast-paced editing that make them look like they're over-edited. We've seen that a lot lately. It's an overabundance of cuts and weird filters, and they're not used with any purpose. The greens and the oranges that we're talking about are good stylistic choices, but then it this feels was a bad like one, <laughs> a really bad one. If you want to get technical, I don't think that the director of photography communicated with the head of editing because <laughs> there's a huge difference in between how most of the movie looks and how those weird segments look that were clearly all B-roll footage. Yeah, I feel like if it only happened like maybe once or twice, it would be really easy to overlook it. But any time that there's a scene kind of involving Man-Thing, it happens. Or just trying to show the passage of time. It'll do the, the moon rising thing, which yeah, always looks the, awful. Like superimposed moon over a sky yeah, it isn't. It's just not great. <laughs> those are the two biggest problems I have. I think those are really like the only problems I have with well, it. Well, I, I, I don't think I can say that because there are... There, I think towards the end there are some times where I'm like, I kind of wish Man-Thing would show up or something supernatural would happen and we would see it because there is a lot of build-up. Like, I think most of it really works because you're right, you don't want to show it too early. But I think towards the end, when we're getting, when there's 25 minutes left of the movie, I kind of want the main thing to have happened. Yeah, I, I, feel, like, I feel like they definitely did wait a little too long to show him because they had the chance to. 
Like, I feel like a good time to have shown it was... I don't even remember the name. The Dimodome Brothers? The Dimodome Brothers, yeah. Um, Dimodome. Yeah. Uh, when they got completely fucked up. I feel like that would have been a, like, a pretty decent time to at least show them a little bit. Yeah, not just glimpses past the camera. Not, like, like not literally and... just showing his hand. Yeah. Like, that's all you get for most of the movie. You get, like, an arm. I think Roger Ebert has a quote that's, if nothing happens by the end of the second reel, then nothing's going to happen. I mean, second reel now just means second act. I think I was starting to feel that kind of thing towards the end. It was like, nothing's happened. Maybe nothing will happen. Yeah, I... But it... I'm still enjoying the creative gore in the characters in the story. It's not a total sham. It's just... There were definitely times where I was hoping that he would show up, but when he showed up, I was impressed. I thought he looked yeah, pretty it, good. It was a a mixture of like practical effects, but also CG. I think some of the CG looked a little questionable sometimes. The eyes, most, especially. Most of the time, I think it looked pretty okay. But I mean, that's I mean, what can you expect in two thousand five? But well, two thousand five with a pretty cheap budget. Because you could do some pretty impressive things around that time. I yeah, just... but like with with what they had, they I think they did their best. Yeah. Uh, but I think all the practical effects, of course, all looked really good because most practical effects look good. <laughs> well, we talk about how this movie actually originally was going to be in theaters, and they were like, no, and then it was going to be released on the Sci-Fi Channel, and, sci-fi, and they said no. They were which like, is a. Complete shock. I didn't think they refused any movies when they have, like, Ghost Shark on that channel. And Ghost Shark 2 Urban Jaws. And six Sharknado movies. Yeah. So far. (laughs) Yeah, so far. Watch out. And the Banana Splits movie, which at the end of that movie led up to, like, it's planning a sequel. Oh, Definitely. That's my favorite kind of movie. I I feel like it's going to be the next Sharknado so wonderful great with, with all with all those examples you really you really turned down man thing <laughs> but i mean maybe 2005 sci-fi channel wasn't the same but it was because they had sharktopus and piranaconda like all these <laughs> yeah. crazy fucking movies that my mom used to like turn on and i would just be like this is great <laughs> like i was like five years old and I was like, i love it it's a bad day in paradise it didn't have a great run there's a story about how there was like a test screening and the audience walked out before the movie was over. I don't really understand. I don't see it. Where I, those like, things are coming from, but it's understandable to walk out of a movie if it's like really, really bad. But there's nothing in this movie that's like that bad. Even in bad movies, the audience usually sits through it. Mm-hmm. I don't think in a, especially in a test screening, if the movie's bad then you sit through it and give feedback. That's not the point. Yeah, you're, not walk out of the movie when it's not even that. There's so much worse. Your one <laughs> job is to criticize the movie, and if you just leave and don't give your thoughts on the movie... That defeats the purpose, and that's a waste of your time and the filmmaker's time. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you for coming to the half of this movie. <laughs> Everybody who's running that test screening, they don't have any feedback. It's like, why did we waste all this time setting this up and doing this? But... Whatever, people suck. <laughs> Actually, side note, have you ever walked out of a movie, like in a theater? I have not. Me either. Even if it's a bad movie, I usually sit through it. I th- I've probably left something, but I n- never walked out of something because it was bad. 
I fell asleep for some of uh, First Man. That's the Ryan Gosling, Neil Armstrong movie because nothing was What happening. a movie. I know. You Real know r- riveting stuff. The mo- scene where they go to the moon in that movie, though, it's fucking amazing. But the rest of that movie can suck a dick. <laughs> I feel like most space movies are kind of boring sometimes. What does that mean? What do you mean most space? Like sci-fi movies are like movies about humans going to space. Yeah. Like, biographical I yeah I think just like humans going to space because that's not an interesting th- it it's an interesting thing to think about but watching a movie about it isn't because there's nothing it's, exciting about floating in space for a couple months. It's interesting if you go to space and then there's an alien that attacks you on your ship. Yeah, but like, and it's interesting to go to space if I guess in gravity's case, if you're in space working on something, then you get disconnected and you're just floating yeah, that's, around and you're trying that's to how like. That's like the only way to make a space movie interesting, and that's why they do it all the time. Like, like recently, like The Martian, I guess. Also, because like you're trapped on Mars. I think that's different. <laughs> Being stuck on a different planet is kind of different than just floating in space. I, know, I just feel like we're gonna get shit if we're like fuck space. Yeah, movies. obviously, space movies can be interesting. I'm not but saying I they can't. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's like, like, like space cowboys and like yeah, it's just like man and, and space on its Astra. own. That was a recent one. Yeah. Yeah, space on its own isn't an interesting thing unless you're actually going to space. <laughs> no, not to make a movie about. It's interesting to learn about space and learn about like wormholes yeah. and shit like that. But you have to have like danger in space. Exactly. If you're just in space and it's fine. It's the same thing as like a road trip movie where nothing happens. That's not yeah. interesting. You're just going somewhere. Nobody wants to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, space movies. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a... No, what, what was the thing you sent me? I don't remember. Put it on a Sherpa. Yeah, there we go. Put it on a Sherpa. Franny and I are going to start wearing matching ser- Sherpas on the podcast. Fuck yeah. Yay! <laughs> Sherpa, bo- Sherpa bros. <laughs> Disgusting. Put, put that on a t- Put that on a Sherpa. Sherpa put that on clothes. a Sherpa. Put fuck. <laughs> put that on a T-shirt on a Sherpa. Oh Jesus. <laughs> oh no. I th- I mean I don't know if fans of the show know this, but I think some people probably do that. Like horror is more my area than like I know my comic books pretty well, but horror is more. I'm wearing a Silent Night Deadly Night. Sweater. Yeah, it's definitely Gabe's strong suit. I yeah. think comics and like all that is probably a close second. It's very close. It's very, I wouldn't do this if it wasn't. Yeah, but, but horror movies are definitely your thing. <laughs> exactly, and so it's really nice to see something that blends both of these because I and seen, does it well. <laughs> exactly, Blade. Those are like you know like Super Nintendo games when the the horror games were like action games with horror elements. That's kind of how those Blade movies. It's the Castlevania of the Marvel movies. Exactly. <laughs> it's another thing with a horror skin on it, where a vampire jumps out and you go, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Great scream. Yeah, that's it's how like, I scream in real life. Like it's not scary. It's just like it's it's kind of spooky there's, sometimes. There's kind of <laughs> spooky elements to it. That's Speaking the- of kind of spooky, what? the thing <laughs> the thing that we watched before. Oh my god. Okay, I want to give a big shout out. Yeah, we got the- we got to completely sidetrack this for the amazing short film that we that we just stumbled across while uh looking up the the movie. Would you like to tell them the name? Uh the fuck. I can't remember it. I it's it's the thing <sighs> the thing at 237? Yes, sir. Yeah. How did you forget the thing? I I don't know. But it's it's so good. Yeah. So this was this was directed by er, sorry. 
This was written and directed by Ray Sullivan. And we looked up Man Thing on just on the PlayStation, looking for the movie yeah, on, on the, Amazon. Yeah, on the Amazon thing, yeah. And what popped up on Prime was an eight-minute short called The Thing at 237. And the cover is a skeleton with orange eyes. <laughs> yeah, and so we were like, actually, my entire family at this point was gathered around the TV, and we were like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gabe's entire family was in the middle of eating dinner, when we just stumbled across this. So... We all watched it. Yeah, everyone watched it. Uh, it was fucking amazing. It was <laughs> one of the best things I've ever seen. And you know what? I don't think we should ruin the reveal here. I think I'll leave a link no, to it below we, and people should watch it. Yes, it's it's only eight minutes. Uh, it goes by really quick. And <laughs> it's on YouTube. It mm -hmm. doesn't have that many... Or, I mean, it kind of does. It has like... It has something around 3,000, I think almost 4,000 views. It's from last year or yeah. two years ago. Last year, yeah. It, it's pretty recent. It's definitely interesting, and it's I really enjoyed it. I was genuinely quite frightened by what the thing at 237 was. I didn't see it coming, and I thought it was pretty scary. Like, I watch a lot of horror movies. Would you say it's spooky? I would say... Would you say it's scary? I would say it's spooky. I'd say it's scary. I'd say it's frightening. <laughs> like, I just didn't see that coming, and, like, I'm going to be thinking about that. Yeah. Like, it was... In my core. <laughs> it was a, a really weird experience, but I think it was definitely a good way to start off the night. It's not... I'm not going to forget that anytime soon. Like, it's... Yeah, no, it's... It's kind of, like, an important film. Like, I feel like people <laughs> need to see... It's, it's definitely something to remember. It's on YouTube. We're definitely going to have the link. You need to watch it because it's amazing. It's pretty great. It's I, almost I, better than Man-Thing itself. <laughs> I love everything about it. It's just so good. <laughs> it's a quick watch. Watch it and come back. Uh, back to Man Thing. I back know we to, got sidetracked because it's so Back to an inferior movie. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> I guess we should say that this was directed by Brett Leonard. He did Virtuosity, Highlander 5, and Lawnmower Man. So that's a bunch of What's films. What's that last one? Lawnmower Man. It's a Stephen King thing. Okay. <laughs> it's not a man with a lawnmower. It's like I, a, I was kind of hoping it was. He goes into a computer or something. It's a really bad 90s CG, but... All right, that's how lawnmowers work. It exists. And the writer is Hans Rodianoff. Mr. Rodianoff, I really enjoyed your character work and story within this film, but I have to say that your track record, sir, is not great. He wrote The Skulls 2. The Skulls 1 is like a movie from the 90s with Paul Walker in it. He wrote both Lost Boys sequels, The Tribe and The Thirst, and Deep Blue Sea 2. My hat is like a shark's fin. My hat is like a shark's fin. Yeah. Deep is blue my hat is like a shark's fin. Oh. Golly gee. <laughs> and also got to give a shout out to the guy who's actually in the man thing costume, Conan Stevens. He's like a seven foot tall guy from Australia. Good on him. He, he did, did some, a good job. I know. He did some stuff in the Hobbit movies and Game of Thrones. I always just like people in costumes. I always think that that's cool. Because they have a cool job. It always is. Yeah. And they're they have like the best job. And the reason I like horror so much is because people in the horror community are always so nice and I get to meet a lot of them. <laughs> All the serial killers are always the nicest people. <laughs> yeah, I know. What the f <laughs> Wait a minute. Never put that together. I mean, if, you, if you're a dickhead, then you blow your cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking wonderful. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, put it on a Sherpa. Put it on a Sherpa on a t-shirt on a Sherpa. 
And last piece of trivia I have is just that the after this, the rights reverted back to Marvel Studios immediately. So. And then they did nothing with it. I think there's a reference on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. maybe to him. I don't, I don't watch that show. I don't know. What was in there? Who or what is a man thing? I swear, I need a cocktail. That would... That would make a lot more sense when I was looking up Man Thing. I think the second result was Man Thing Agents of Shield, and I was mm-hmm. very confused. <laughs> Apparently, there's like a photo of Stanley somewhere in this movie in the police station. I didn't see it. Yeah, but. I mean, we also weren't really paying attention to that scene. So no, because early on we were still kind of expecting it to be bad, but yeah, and then we were genuinely surprised when it w- wasn't terrible. <laughs> I don't really know how much we can say about the movie specifically other than it's underseen and we liked it and it's got cool horror elements because I feel like sometimes talking about a horror movie or an underseen movie, when people go out and see it, if we explain the whole thing, it's not as interesting because a big part of why I really liked this is because I didn't expect much from it and because I had no idea what was going to happen. If anything, I think us having low expectations for this movie made it better because it was... It was good, but also it, like, subverted our expectations. Yeah, it did. It's a pretty straightforward plot, like we were talking about. It's not the most layered thing in the world, but... It doesn't need to be, though. It doesn't need to be. I <laughs> it's, actually, it's man It's man thing. <laughs> I really enjoyed the performance by the guy who's, like... He's basically an oil tycoon. He's this really cartoony. <laughs> oh my fucking! He was guy. amazing by the end of the movie. So many great <laughs> lines from him and from everybody in this movie. This is a pretty damn. Who's gonna kill me? You. <laughs> <laughs> well written movie. I heard. You should have kept your Yankee nose out of this boy. Yeah, you know what? Actually, there was a moment towards the end that I was kind of like, I don't really like that. Which is, I don't know what you're gonna, what you're thinking. I didn't even make note of this while we were watching it. I just, like, I thought it and was like, I'll remember that later. <laughs> when Trish Walker from Jessica Jones, basically the oil tycoon, he shoots one guy who everyone thinks is the is the guy killing people in the woods, but then it turns out it's man thing. And then he shoots the main character in the armor or whatever. And then, like, even though there's two guns on the ground now, the second that Trish Walker, she could easily run and get any of those guns and shoot him, he just treats her like she's not a threat because she's a woman. So he's like, whatever. It's 2005 in a horror movie. All I'm saying is that she <laughs> she works nine to five. Working nine to five. I enjoyed the performance by the main guy, and I kind of liked his rookie partner. I thought he was kind of fun because he's just he's just kind of a bumbling cop. It's like yeah, I it's, always it's that charming. Dynamic. Exactly, it's tried and true. And then he gets blowed up, and it was then real sad. Then he gets blowed up. Yeah, I guess. Do we want to do a kill count? <laughs> For this movie, not a literal kill count, but just talk about some of the cool deaths that happened. Um, it starts with a death. If I can remember them, then yeah. <laughs> it starts almost like Jaws in a way. Like Jaws opens where they're at the campfire or whatever, and then that girl runs <laughs> the to beginning the of this movie was so weird, not even because of the movie, but just because of your dad. Shout oh. out to Gabe's dad. Shout out to my dad for being a fucking G. Man thing has tits. <laughs> I love my dad. I love uh, you, dad. Yeah, your dad's great. My dad's I love great. him. I know. <laughs> I watched so many movies with him. I watched. The we dirty- watched like half of this movie with him. It's true. I've watched the dirtiest fucking shit with him at this <laughs> point. Like it's like great man thing is tits. I love it. But yeah, thanks, dad, for that moment. Yeah, that, that cool. I think that definitely <laughs> that definitely made the movie pretty good. <laughs> oh, just just, just to start to the yeah, TV. <laughs> man thing is tits. <laughs> Put that on a sherpa. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. Man Thing, breaking news, Man Thing has tits. <laughs> it's just an image of Man Thing with tits. 
fan art. Fan art. No, Yay. no, I don't want fan art. Fan no. Well, tits. okay. Fan art is fine, but not of that. Put it on Deviant Art. Do it. <laughs> that's Do it. that's gonna be our our new uh, our new cover. You know it exists. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh yeah. I. Uh, it doesn't. You want me to look it up for any? No. Okay. Um, We're gonna be looking it up after. Anyway. Okay. Kill count. That girl. Uh, Shout out to <laughs> to Dead Me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're a little underknown channel. Oh yeah, dead meat. Definitely, James and Chelsea. They do great work over there, and their cat Lucy, of course. They're wonderful. Uh, check them out. We'll definitely leave a link to them in the. They're definitely smaller than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> they definitely need us to really, shout them out. They're finding their footing. I think. I think they're really going to figure it out. They're actually bringing a lot of people who aren't usually into horror movies into horror movies, and I've really admired how they've done that. I've met them in person. They're really nice, but you know, I'm small jealous because oh, they're God, fucking they were amazing. So nice to me. <laughs> and you met them while they were trying to eat. <laughs> I did. They were eating in line. I'm for sure I've told the story on the podcast, but I'll tell it again because I love it. I was at a convention. They're like getting their food in the lunch line. And I was I ran over them. I was like, James, Chelsea, can I get a photo with you guys? And they're like, uh, yeah, once we order our food, <laughs> you can. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should have thought of that. Okay. And then I went back and I was waiting for them. And then they came back and I just talked to them for a couple of minutes and they were super nice. And then we took pictures and then we had a triple handshake and it was great. <laughs> They're great. I love them so much. They're so good. I'm probably going to see them again in April when I go to Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Horror conventions are so good. Obviously, you guys kind of expect us at this point to not be super on topic. But I feel like it's almost good that we're not totally talking about this movie too much because I want people to see it and I don't want them to know everything. This is happens. definitely a movie that you just need to watch, especially yeah. since nobody like knows about it. You just need to watch it for yourself. But I would still say don't go in expecting the best thing ever. Just go in expecting a fun horror movie and don't go in for man thing. Go in to see something cool. I think just don't expect anything. Like, yeah. Because... I feel like... If you think it's going to be the best movie ever made, you're going to be so disappointed. I feel like the reviews are very wrong <laughs> online, but I feel like also we probably enjoy this movie a lot more than most people will. <laughs> yeah. But- so like, don't take our word for it that it's like so great just because we think it is. Uh, definitely... You should definitely form your own opinion on this movie. Of course. Which, I mean, you should on like all the movies we talk about anyway, but I feel like it could be a hit or miss with people. No, not everyone's going to love this. This is really isn't for everyone. But I think that this could definitely find an audience. I could totally see this in like five or ten years' time becoming a cult movie because most cult movies are things that are underappreciated when they come out and then eventually they find a following because people who want it will find it. This is and definitely... Totally have like this movie has that kind of potential. This is definitely the hidden gem of like the 2000s Marvel movies, yeah, and maybe all of them because this is, I would say, the least known Marvel movie, except for a lot of the TV movies. I think pe- even less people know about or it's probably on the same level as some of those, yeah. And it's, it's not that hard to find, it's just hard to find a physical copy, but you can rent this for three bucks, so and for three bucks, it's pretty good pretty good and check out that <laughs> definitely R- worth it check out that rl stein run because i think that's a lot of fun i really want to read the infernal man thing i was hoping to read a bunch but i never have time <laughs> always always hustle never never can never stop are we gonna go over the kills like we've been trying to do for like <laughs> the past 10 minutes oh uh, yeah well, just, i was not like 
saying how many kills there are. Yeah, what are the cool ones? Like, guy gets his legs ripped off. Guy gets his tongue split in half. Yeah, I think the one where he just gets fucking like he like he shotgun blasts the door and then looks through it and then gets blown back. Awesome, that's so cool. I also love the guy who gets thrown through all the walls. That's really great. Yeah, uh, I feel like all the cool or, or all the deaths in this movie are cool. <laughs> they are. It's really cool and really cool gore. Effects. The, the the very last one was kind of weird <laughs> uh, when he gets like picked up and like stabbed, and oh, then he yeah. gets his body gets filled with like oil, and then he starts spitting up oil. <laughs> well, you know, anything can be bought and sold for the right amount of oil. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's. Yeah, but whatever. I thought it looked cool. Yeah, it, it was seeping out the It was cool. It was just kind of like weird. It almost reminded me of um Lady Deathstrike's death in X2 where like the the Yeah, when she was getting yeah. coming out of her eyes, yeah. Kinda Which like that's that. still so just fucking cool. More extreme. That's Every so, time that's I think about that, it's so that fucking fight cool. That's the best part of that whole movie. That's so good. Where yeah. you just can stab through the thing. <laughs> Love that. Um <laughs> she gets filled with metal. <laughs> filled with metal. Holy shit. <laughs> that bitch was rock solid. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> god damn it. It's true, she was. And she made me happy when she died. Cool. She was a bad guy. She was yeah. like a villain in that movie. We should address Swamp Thing, probably, because Man-Thing owes everything to Swamp Thing. Uh, yeah, they're the exact same character. Swamp Thing is the DC character that had one episode of a show, and then it got canceled. Well, he had two <laughs> movies in the 80s, and the first one was made by Wes Craven, one of the greatest horror directors of all time. How Was it actually a decent movie, or was it shit? It's pretty schlocky, but it's kind of it, like those comics. Is it worse than this? Um, Are they the same? They're super different. This is a lot darker. Well, I mean, like, are they, like, the same, like, quality? In different ways. It's, they're made They're just diff- different horror movies. They're made movies. for different groups. Well, that one's barely a horror movie. It's made by Wes Craven, but it's pretty campy. This one is a lot more serious. And Man-Thing is more of a ruthless killer. Swamp Thing is, like, a superhero. Like, he's a lot more just cut-and-dry superhero. But Swamp Thing's better, not just in the movies. Also, in the movies, he's played by Ray Wise. Leland Palmer from Twin Peaks. <laughs> And he shared my story recently, so that was awesome. The thing, though, that Swamp Thing mostly has over Man Thing is most of the original Swamp Thing comics were fucking written by Alan Moore. So yeah, that's an automatic win. One of the best, or well, one of the best comic writers to ever live. But consider pretty big win. Consider R.L. Stein. <laughs> oh, you mean that run that he did two years ago as a yes. Alan like prime Alan Moore in '82 or whatever it was. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Fuck you, Watchmen. Fuck you. Uh, Fuck you, Alan Moore. Alan Moore. <laughs> Go live in your cave with your snakes or whatever. Fucking weirdo. He's a hermit now. Everybody <laughs> scared him because they kept making movies of his shit. And he's like, I fucking hate this. I'm going in to sell. Like fucking. I'm so tired of this world. <laughs> literally, I fed up with this world. <laughs> he literally went into hibernation. Oh, Tommy was so. Well, Tommy was so. I've met you three times. And and you've almost committed murder three times. I've gotten to flex so many times this episode about my celebrity connections. <laughs> people who, if I saw again, would never remember me. Because yeah. they meet a thousand people a day. It's their job. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else to say about this? Um, We've been having briefer and briefer episodes. Eventually it's going to be a minute. <laughs> we liked yeah. it. Bye. It was good. Seven out of ten. <laughs> Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> One out of ten. Why were you Mario? <laughs> oh, it was okay. It was uh, okay. It was fine. <laughs> Pizza pasta. That's fucking racist. You just so is this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
Um, you got anything else? Comes full circle. Uh, um, it always does. Just watch it. Just yeah, it's, give it some <laughs> love. It deserves it. It's like it's a good movie, but I feel like it's also kind of hard to talk about. And yeah, because it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's just go watch it. It's only three dollars. It's definitely worth it. Friend of the show, Paul. He just said that. Um, I posted an image on when I was asking people to tell us what we thought, and he said that the image is awesome, but he bets the movie is shit. So, well, yeah, we I'm, liked it. I'm fuck, sure you're glad to you, know. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Paul. Fuck you, Paul, our most loyal and devoted fan. <laughs> no, we love you, Paul. We love you, Paul. Thank <laughs> you. You're the best. Oh man, you know he's turned a lot of people onto our show. It's, it's yeah. Great. You're amazing, uh, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> great. This movie is also great. Yeah, it's not as good so as Paul, but Paul it's good. you should watch the movie because yeah, it, it's not movie, shit. Paul. It's actually really good. It's just as good as the picture that Gabe posted. He's gonna hear this and then watch and be like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he's be like, "You guys, you lied to me." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Um, he's in the UK. They have a different quality of standard there. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's, this movie is posh. <laughs> Uh, this this movie is rubbish. <laughs> um, That's probably offensive. Uh, no, fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> we have connections, Franny. We'll be okay. We're like <laughs> Prince Andrew with our connections. <sighs> okay. He never hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. They weren't friends. Nothing happened. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, people don't like when things get political. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. That's why we talk about politics. <laughs> Is that a wrap? <laughs> I, I, I think so. I think before we yeah. get on, put on a blacklist by the government. Yeah, I think um, I think I hear the FBI knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah, well, we should probably answer that. But first, let me say that you can email us at marvelmoviepod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at marvelmoviepod. You can find me on Instagram at flipdeg. You can find me on Twitter at flipdeg. But the E and egg is a three. Franny lives in a weird swamp, and he's a weird hermit man, just like Alan Moore. And he has no social media because he hates interaction, and he doesn't want you to make movies of his fucking comic books. And also, living in a swamp means I have no connection to the internet. It's hard to get an internet connection. And... He bathed in his own feces. All the time. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't know That's why. not a good thing to, like, <laughs> have on a podcast. <laughs> well, that's going to end every episode now from yep. now on. So. Uh, you're going to cut it into every every episode. That'll be the theme song. The first first thing, I bathe in my feces every day. <sighs> I have I've made many mistakes in my life. Is that the worst one? You burnt down no. that fucking orphanage. Also, I live in a swamp, yeah, so... Yeah, well, no Shrek references in this whole movie. We were really surprised. Yeah, but I mean, in the movie, not from us. From us, That's constant, a different story. Constant, oh my god. Also, I'm kind of shocked we didn't mention Shrek once in this entire episode, until now. Okay, you have to do your best Shrek impression on three, ready? We're I'm both not doing do it at that. the same time. Three, two, one. Donk it! <laughs> you need to do it with me! <laughs> The FBI is coming coming in hot. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, that's the end of the show. Uh, watch this movie. It's underrated. It's really good. You need to watch it. It's only $3. Also, watch The Thing at $2.37. Yeah, they're both great. And, they're and that's to say they're both really great. Okay. Like 7 or 8 out of 10. Okay. We gotta go. Yeah. FBI. Bye. We love you. <laughs> we love you forever.